I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. Happy Motivational Monday, sisters. It is, man... There's a lot of stuff that happened last week, right? (laughs) I'm still emotionally processing everything. We have a new president of the United States, and we had the biggest civil rights march in the history of our country the following day with almost 700 (laughs) marches worldwide, which I'm still wrapping my mind and heart around to see the level of unity that came out of that was just... Ah, it was amazing. Truly, truly amazing. I've had a lot of um, really big conversations this past weekend with people who are super close to me, like people in my family who have um, different views than I do politically and some people who don't really understand what the march was about. I think for, for me, you know, what happened this weekend was not so much an anti-Trump rally as it was people marching for the things that they believe in. And I think some of that kind of got lost because of course there were anti-Trump protesters there, but for the grand majority, you know, I really saw a coming together of people who were really inspired to let their voices be heard for the things that matter to them. And that was deeply inspiring for me. So I found myself in a lot of, you know, big conversations with people trying to I don't know, expand their, their perspective on some things. And, you know, it's really hard. Um, and I, I've noticed this watching, <laughs> seeing a lot of threads on the internet, you know, when somebody isn't open to exploring a different viewpoint, um, it's really hard for us to keep engaging and putting out energy when somebody just isn't open yet. And that's kind of what I've had to notice this past weekend is, you know, I I try and and look at things from the other side. I try and remain as unbiased as possible. I want to have a clear head about everything that's going on. I don't want to be closed off and make up my mind about someone or something because that doesn't give this person or the situation any room to shift or change or evolve. And I think any time when we are so dead set on looking at something through a particular lens, our mind naturally starts looking for more information to reinforce the way that we think or believe about something. So for me, the way that I have been approaching all of this is just really trying to keep an open mind. And when somebody is engaging with me and they have a, a, I would say an authentic desire to really understand some perspective and much more willing to really invest a lot of time and energy and emotion there of really sharing, you know, from my heart. But at the same time, you know, when people are closed off, they're just, they're not ready and that's okay. Um, (laughs) I think if we, we try and force something on somebody, we're going to get frustrated and we're going to get exhausted with it and it's going to create tension. And when you are having this kind of dynamic and relationships that are super close to you, it's kind of like you kind of have to take a step back and just give give each other some space lovingly and maybe try again at a different time. And, you know, I see these conflict <laughs> resolution skills at play, you know, not just with big stuff like political divides, but anytime, anytime we're in conflict with somebody we love, you know, we can't force 
resolution. Um, all we can do is create a safe, loving environment for resolution to take place, and we have direct control of being able to, to do that. Um, we do not have direct control in changing somebody else's mind. <laughs> so I've reminded myself of that this weekend. And a lot has happened for me personally. You guys, I found my home church yesterday. Oh my gosh. So I went to the Unity Church of New Braunfels because it's about equal distance from the Unity Church in San Antonio that I've gone to a couple times. And I walked in and I wasn't really quite sure this was the place. Um, but when the reverend started to give her sermon, it was... I was like, oh my gosh, like this sermon is for me. She was talking about how we say yes to things and how, you know, when we choose to say yes to the things that God presents us with, it, it alters the course of our path. It alters our life. And wow, do I not know that to be true. Um, you know, I look at my own journey and all of the things that I have said yes to have, have led me different different paths um, that have all kind of converged to this place. And I look back and it allows me to really practice gratitude, which we talked about last week on the podcast, the power of thank you in marriage, life, and prayer. And I, I actually stayed and introduced myself to the reverend, and she grabbed my hands and she looked at me in the eye and she said, I feel so connected to you for some reason. I said, I, I feel so connected to you too. So we're going to set up a time to get to know each other and kind of go from there. But I really feel ah, there's, just, there's just something about this church that is – it's calling me and it, it just, it feels really good. I was on cloud nine after the service. I called Breck and I was like, Oh my gosh, I found it. And I called my mom and I called one of my best girlfriends and it was just like a moment of celebration. So, you know, when I first started this journey of going back to institutional religion, I don't really understand exactly why I'm being called to do it. I'm just kind of going in blind faith feeling, I don't know, very, committed to like God is leading me here for a reason and I'm, I'm just curious to to see what this path is is going to be and how it's going to unfold for me so I'm really excited to have found my place and I'm hoping I will be open to finding some spiritual mentorship um, in this church and even the courses that they're offering are just so up my alley there's one called The Artist's Way that talks about the um, intersection between creativity and spirituality. And there's a prosperity consciousness class going on. It's just, you know, for a long time, I didn't think that there was a place that existed for, for me and the unique beliefs that I have. <laughs> um, but I really feel like I found a place where I can really expand and I don't have to put myself into boxes. And that's really refreshing for me. So I'm, I'm just so grateful, I'm really grateful uh, that I went to that church yesterday, that I stayed and I talked to the reverend afterwards, that we shared a moment of connection. And it's just kind of like the stars aligned. And it kind of brings me to our mantra today, which is, I allow it to be easy. You know, I share this story. Um, I feel like I've shared this story a lot. So if I'm repeating myself, please forgive me. But this mantra really reminds me of a very specific time in my life. Um, when I first moved to Wichita Falls, Texas, I had, I had plans to become a physician's assistant. And I had gone straight into doing prereq courses after graduate school. So I had been in school for like nine years at this point, and I was getting ready to go to even more because I really thought that I was supposed to be a PA. 
And when we get to Wichita Falls, there is no PA program. So I've done all this work last year for like, okay, so what are we going to do? So I figured I would spend my time in Wichita Falls getting some medical experience, which is going to benefit my application to PA school because it's very competitive to get in. And so I start applying to all of these jobs for to get into the medical field. And these are very entry-level jobs, um, you know, being a CNA, being a psychiatric nurse assistant, all of these things. And I'm sending out my resume, and, you know, these these positions um, are mostly requiring, like they won't even require a bachelor's degree for the most part. And so I definitely feel overqualified for these positions. And that's why I think it's very frustrating that I can't seem to get a job. Nobody is hiring me for these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm bashing my head up against the wall. Like I am putting out application after application, trying to get some medical experience and no one's going to give me a shot. Like what the hell? <laughs> So I end up um, putting an application at this uh, psychiatric hospital thinking for sure, like, you know, I have a master's in clinical counseling, like, this is my jam, like, I have all this experience or at least education at this point where I could really, you know, be of service as a psychiatric nurse assistant. And I'm for, for certain that this is going to be the one that's like, yeah, come on in. Well, <laughs> it didn't go that way. And instead, they put me in touch with a licensed professional counselor supervisor. And it just so happened that she was looking for some help in her office of her private practice. And so I go to interview for the job and she said, you know, why aren't you pursuing your, your licensure? And I said, well, I, just, I really feel like I'm supposed to be a PA. And she said, well, you know, if you do decide to pursue that and I'd be happy to be your supervisor you know you can build a private practice here for free and it was just kind of really really odd I came home from that interview and I was like this feels like a really easy thing <laughs> it was almost like God had rolled out the red carpet for me and like all I had to do was put one foot in front of the other and I really felt like God was showing me like look You've been beating your head up against the wall trying to go down this other path, but here's this path and I'm handing it to you. Look how easy it is. And it was the first time that I had really like noticed <laughs> um, how easy things can be when you really allow them to be. And, you know, this was actually the first time, like just to back up a second, before I met this supervisor, um, like a couple of days before, it was the first time that I had really honestly prayed in quite a long time. It had probably been about six years um, since I had had to come to Jesus talk with God. <laughs> and I was just at the end of my rope. You know, I was frustrated. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had gone and put in an application at a restaurant, and that just didn't feel right. That just felt like going a step backwards for me instead of forwards because I had spent the past 10 years working in restaurants all through school and grad school and you know, I was ready for something new, and I just broke down in tears, and just, it was a very humbling prayer of just saying, God, like, I give this over to you, like, I can't do this on my own, I don't know what you want me to do, and it was a very, like, heartfelt prayer, and I felt like, <laughs> for my first time back praying, it, it felt like a really surrendering moment for me, and there was some connection there on the other end, which really surprised me, because I've never been one to pray and feel like there's really someone or something on the other end. It's kind of felt like kind of empty, um, empty longings or 
empty pleading, if you will. So this is a different prayer experience for me. And so <laughs> I found it really ironic um, that two days later, all of this started to happen. And I kind of had to look up at God and be like, you know, touche, I, I get it. <laughs> I hand it over to you. And, and now here's this red carpet rolled out for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this mantra, I allow it to be easy. It reminds me that when we are trying to force something or make something different or make something faster than it is, we will only frustrate ourselves. When we can open ourselves to an easier path and really allow it to be easy, what we're really doing is we're inviting God and the universe to come and intervene on our behalf and present us with other options that are easy. And it will be like a red carpet rolls out for you. And all you have to do is put one foot in front of the other. So I allow it to be easy does take some effort on our part because it means that instead of trying to force something and force something and beat your head up against the wall, you have to stop doing that and invite a different way in. So the way that this works in my life when I am, and this, is, this happens often because I'm hardheaded, right? <laughs> Writing the book. For instance, there have been so many moments where I've just felt like blocked, like why is this not flowing? This isn't exactly how I want it, the book to be. This isn't the message that I'm wanting to share. Like there's, there's something more going on here and I can't put my finger on it and I'm yeah, frustrated because it's not coming out. And so I'm sitting at my computer and I'm like, delete, 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 type, 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 delete, delete, delete. And I'm trying to force this very soulful love letter to the world out of me when something has not fallen into place yet. And so I think to myself, why do I continue to try and force this? Take a step back, invite God and the universe in to allow this to be easy. Guess what happened last night? Step back and ah, an epiphany. The book was starting at the wrong place of my life story. I needed to start it at this other place. And now it's completely shifted. The writer's block is lifting. And now it feels a whole lot easier to now approach the message that I need to share in this book. But I had to allow it to be easy and step back and stop forcing, forcing, forcing. So if you find yourself in a situation, and especially with not just projects, but with people, that you're trying to force something that is not meant to happen right now, or it feels incredibly difficult or hard, take a step back and allow it to be easy. Invite God and the universe in to play in your life, to shake things up a little bit. Not only is it going to lift your frustration, it's also going to help you detach. We get so attached to the way we think things or people or situations need to be, and we only create this frustration for ourselves because it isn't how it should be, right? And so because we're shooting all over this stuff, we start to get into this kind of negative space. I know for me, I get frustrated, and then it's not too much longer down the road where I'm like, this is never going to turn out the way I want, right? <laughs> so allowing it to be easy is such a power tool, but it's something I have to come back to over and over and over again. So if you're hard-headed and stubborn as hell like I am, I hope that this mantra will be a very positive tool for you to remind yourself that things do not have to be so hard. They can be easy if you let them be easy. 
There's a beautiful truth bomb by Danielle Laporte that guided this for me very strongly last year, and it's very simply the words, let it be easy. So if that feels better for you in our mantra today, then use Danielle Laporte's beautiful truth bomb. I allow it to be easy has a little bit more of, um, I don't know, an active stance for me. So that's our mantra for today. So take a moment, close your eyes, sink into your body, take a deep inhale in through your nose. Exhale. Smiling inhale in. Let it go. I allow it to be easy. I allow it to be easy. I allow it to be easy. I wish for you to feel this deep sense of ease and calm and flow moving into your life this very moment. And I want you to imagine that you are invoking divine order in your life this very moment by allowing it to be easy because it can be, I promise, if you let it be. I will see you guys in a couple of days for Transformational Thursday. Bye. Bye.